Hey everyone, Sykes here. Before we get into today's episode with the cynics, I just want to give you a quick little heads up and background regarding the conversation. So we recorded this remotely via Zoom, myself plus six other cameras. Six other cameras all across the world, three in Spain, three in America, and it surprisingly works. But with having this many people in a chat, you have people talking over each other. I don't get to say a whole lot, but it's a fun conversation regardless. If you are a fan of the cynics, if you know any of them personally, I think you will enjoy this. Just wanted to let you know that there is inevitably some audio dropouts and some weird things that happen because again, this was, you know, seven people all over the globe right now we we were able to make this conversation happen and uh yeah it took me a little bit to get it together because it was so much but i finally got it edited together and i'm really happy to release this so please sit back relax and let's start the motherfucking beat hello and welcome to start the beat with sykes my name is sykes and this is my podcast before we get started i just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode if you're one of those people i hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back but for those of you out there who are new to the show welcome feel free to make yourselves at home wherever the fuck that is and as always there's beer and soda in the fridge cheers from pittsburgh yeah there's people all over the place right now Cheers, everybody. I'm going to get myself a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I am sitting here today. I'm sitting here today with four-fourths of the cynics. Make some noise for the internet. Hey. Um, actually, if I may, um, actually, if I may, there's officially five members now because Barbara and actually, uh, if you really think about it for the last uh, couple of years, almost, uh, there's been seven members because uh, Heather and Dan who are uh, lurking. <laughs> well, that would explain all well, the other schmucks in the chat. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like the seven dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Yo-yo. Yes. So. There's a ton of history involving the Cynics for anybody that doesn't know. You've been a, a reasonably active band, depending on the year, for, you know, several decades. And I don't know if Greg or Michael wants to get the start. I guess maybe it should start with Greg. Greg, why don't you tell us why the fuck you started this band and why you're still doing it? Uh, it's been so long, I forgot. <laughs> I, feel, I really don't. I, I <laughs> I think I just like garage music more than anything, you know, garage and punk rock. So kind of you fuse the two together and you hope that you find band members that are into the same music and, and you get in the van and go on tour. That's it. Yeah. It seemed like at the time when you started the approach to what you were doing with, you know, mixing garage and punk and elements of this and that there wasn't a whole lot of people doing it. So like, what were your musical influences? back then what made you think about like doing this fuzzed out stuff i would say it was like you know blues magoos the who uh electric prunes um you know beatles kind of instigated the whole thing but then you know you experiment you go okay stones are darker they're kind of uh, like you know the, the one two last time 
is probably the first garage tune, I think, that really stuck. And then I Can't Get a Satisfaction introduced the fuzz box. And, and those two kind of kick things off, but the electric prunes are fucking great, you know? So that's kind of where it's at. I gotcha. And then eventually, you know, Greg gets this idea to be a rock and roller. And then Michael ends up in the picture at some point in time. So, you know, Michael being a very extravagant and lively frontman flamboyant <laughs> flamboyant how <laughs> yeah. did you get into music what were you listening to back then and what made you want to be such a character on stage uh i don't think greg all the son decided that he wanted to uh, be a rock musician because i think he was doing it uh as long as i was since we were like i don't know like eight or nine sure we yeah i started at the same thing five years old i started five and then uh later on um during the late 70s i think is when greg and i first intersected in the same kind of scene he was in bands and he also ran a sound company that would do sound for some of the bands that I was in. So we intersected that way and in some other ways that I don't want to mention, but it's not what you're thinking. And uh, eventually, since we were both um, um, in the same scenes and in bands and would play together in different bands and we're kind of in the same kind of music and I would see him at eyes. Well, anyway, we became really good friends before we were in a band together. And the way it finally worked out is that uh, I kind of got out of the bands that I was in and Greg was in the cynics and he decided he wanted a new singer. And he was like, uh, and I was like critical of his singer. I will admit it that he had that. I'm like, you know, you guys are really good, but you, know, you could use. And Greg was like, well, why don't the, why don't you the fuck do it? And, and I don't know. We were sitting on the steps yeah. on Chesterfield street and we we're tripping balls. And Greg asked me, well, why don't you do it? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? What the fuck? I'll do it. Let's try it. And that's how we started. Uh, and I think the 80s, late 80s. The Chesterfield house, we were tripping. And uh, Bill, remember I had that, that blaster, the, the big radio. And it was broken. He took it all apart. He was way in the kitchen in the back. And I can hear from outside of the steps, the little screws coming out and, and trickling onto the floor, like trails from outside and remember bill fixed the radio but that's when we were bullshitting outside you know did he really fix it because as yeah. i remember when bill would get it was really missing drunk, a few parts but it worked as i remember when bill would get really drunk he was like the hulk he's like me smash yeah. i remember him just smashing it i don't remember him fixing it but yeah i do remember screws rolling all around but i thought that they, they, they were coming out of my head because i agreed to be in the cynics and the, the bill, that <laughs> bill bill was more like herman monster when he he needed a sleeping pill and he slept in the coffin remember for uh, overnight and uh he scared everybody at the museum that was bill so pass out on. the bill we're referring to would be the the cynic drummer von hagen yeah yeah original drummer yeah cool so there's a whole lot of era of the cynics that we can kind of just skip over right now because the people that were or error. Yeah. Or error that we could skip over yeah, because cool. those people aren't sitting here in the chat right now, but the most modern era of the cynics involves these two other gentlemen that are underneath me on the screen. I'm not sure how this is going to look when people actually watch it, but angel and Peebly, Hello. It's good to see both of you. Hi, Brian. 
Hello, Brian. For anyone that doesn't know, Angel and Peebly are not from Pittsburgh. So, who wants to tell the story about how they got involved in the band? <clears throat> well, you guys explain it. It was it was in 2007 with the Here We Are album recording when I started to to play with the Cynics. Yeah, the story is that. Um, it was then, like a crazy I, idea, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, Barbara is in the picture. Oh, it's yeah. back. <laughs> but uh, what happened is that back then I, I was playing with a uh, uh, legendary garage punk rock and roll band from Spain called Doctor Explosion. So the main guy from Doctor Explosion, he owns a studio in our hometown. So uh, that's when Barbara had the idea to record in Tijuana. And Jorge made a plan. So back then, uh, Greg and Michael didn't have a, a rhythm section. So uh, Jorge came up with the idea that he, he could use. I mean, they could use uh, with a lot of cases. rhythm section, which was Pibli and me. And that's how we we uh, we met them personally because we obviously you know the band Pibli played with them like twenty. 25 years ago, something like that. Yeah. And to be honest, I, I, I didn't know what to expect from this first meeting because I knew that they could be completely assholes as <laughs> human beings. <laughs> much to my surprise, it happened that they were extremely nice. Worked. <laughs> uh, it worked. I mean, when I, when I, when I met Michael, we, we were talking for 30 minutes about the fall, about Marky Smith in a, in a cider place where they, or the mm. cider dam. And I, that was beyond my expectation. Mm. Yeah, so I was, that's how it happened. I was curious. I remember when they... When they sent me the like uh, demos of the songs to record, and it was like, okay, we gotta. I mean, I gotta be good here. I was listening to the songs, trying to, I don't know, figure out what to play. And I remember when we met at studio, and we started to rehearse with "Here We Are" song, and kind of it. I think they, they like it or it worked somehow. And it, it was when I when, when I thought, okay, this is gonna work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought the first song may have been slide over. Yeah. And I right. did the intro on it and you guys came in immediately and I was like, wow, that it sounded like like I thought maybe we were a tight unit in a band for twenty years. It just felt <laughs> it felt it was like really amazing. I, I thought we were the fucking Beatles. I don't know. I remember <laughs> here we are. I remember the, the here we are. Was it here we are? I thought it was. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no Greg, Greg is correct. It was a slide over. I remember that. That was the first yeah. scenic song we played. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, slide over. Slide over. That's right. Yeah. So Greg was Slip already. Slip it in. Slip it in. Black flag. <laughs> so Greg, Greg was mad at me. Let me intercept here because I want well, to talk about. Greg and I were mentioning this before earlier today in our conversation that um, 
So he was already mad at me because I planned the thing behind his back. I had to change the flies because he didn't want to do it. And we're there. And we stay in that Jorge's house. And he has a tiny bathtub. So before the first day, he was taking a shower in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he fell out of the oh, I remember. He was like, I can't play. And I was like, his back was hurting. He could hardly move his arm. It's like, oh my God. It's like, oh, he had a like, fucking he's on my head like a baseball. After this, he's going to kill me for putting him through that. And he was like, I can't, I don't think I can play. And I'm, so that's why he just started like, it was like over because you could hardly move. And I'm like, come on, you can do it. I was you. And you were in major pain from the fall. Too much pizza, Angel. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. I couldn't move from the many pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I may, uh, these are, these accounts are accurate except for um, two points. Uh, we had met in person, Angel and Pible, many years before when they were both just mere teens. Pible with uh, Los Bogos, the band that he was in that we played with. Uh, and, uh, Los, Bo Los Bogues. And Angel... And Angel, we had met at shows in Gijón where he came to see us play, and I would hand him the microphone, he would sing. So we, we, we had met them both uh, when they were just teens. And then we yeah. re-met them as adults, well, kind of adults, uh, when we went to Gijón to record uh, the, the Here We Are record. And they were so easy to work with, and they added so much with their own ideas for the songs, and they were just so professional that after we were done with the recording, we decided to poach them, you know what I mean? Uh, steal them from Dr. Explosion. So in a way, we were like, Hooray, thanks for the record. Fuck you, we're stealing your record. Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> for Christ's sake. Well, that's part of this. Well, you stole that. Well, it's so <laughs> But, no, but not exactly, no because we had Jorge as the bass player first, because Jorge wanted to be yes. the bass player. Yes. And yes. he was too much into but his own thing most of the time. the Turkish Skium Baths houses instead of yes. rehearsing. Yeah, Jorge right? was more into his own thing and, and rather than rehearsing. Yeah, and did, did, did Jorge record any bass on the yes. record? Or? Yes. Did he, yes. Bass he, plays like he did guitar. He played he, he, uh, he, he, a little guitar. No, but he did right? play. He, he did play too. a few songs with the, the, with the bass. He played with the actually. Here he, he we are. He plays. You know, he made a good line there. So I think he probably played like three or four uh, yeah. bass lines. Yeah, and he never even got a medal for it. Exactly. That's how it works yeah. here. Yeah, he didn't homie, the guitar. Homie? I don't see homie anymore. Mm. I'm here. Well, he's there. He's listening. I'm just chiming in. Jorge played the solo on uh, She Fell, right? Yeah, yeah. Jorge's playing the solo on She Fell. I was sleeping in, uh, in the... Yeah, I was like, recovered I from play. the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. but talking about what Michael... Uh, about what Michael was saying about that, it was... I mean, that we came up with ideas to the songs. That's a great point that uh, that really surprised me back then. And I still really admire Michael and Greg, that they were also very, very easy to work with because they accepted uh, suggestions. 
that was I remember like uh, that song called the warning uh, I came up with a, a few changes about the structure and they said okay that that sounds fine let's let's do it that way so that yeah. was something that really I really I really yeah. loved because like it wasn't like very stiff mentality you know that's true but I also remember on the next record uh, I need more song. <laughs> it's always that's always the case what's that angel idea to play the fuss the riff <laughs> the riff with the fuss at the beginning some, and it's what, what, what song some fuss da, 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 da. you play with it uh, with the uh, chords we, we oh, used yeah. to start with the chords at first yeah yeah so how is it with Sorry. It's okay. With Here We Are, then, a large portion of those songs were kind of written before Angelie and Peebly were even in the picture, then? Mm. Ooh, I, not I really. A, no, uh, not really. So was that, <laughs> like, or was that uh, album wait, wait, really? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. If I may say... Some of them, some of them, yes. I think so. If I may say, I think more than any record, that was the least prepared as far as what we knew, what we were actually going to do. I had a bunch of songs that I wrote on piano. Greg had some songs that he wrote by himself, totally, yeah. that ended up being on the record. And I think that record, especially, we went into the studio with not really knowing what was going to happen. I think it was right. the least structure, structured from the get-go. And that's yeah. why it was so amazing to play with... Uh, with uh, Anne Helen and Peebley because they like helped us bring it together and okay, we're going to do something with this. And yeah, I mean, like, right. I think um, there was uh, Here We Are was the one, the only song that was almost done because Greg worked on that song for like a year and I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't take it anymore, play it at home every day. <laughs> uh, it then there was true. one song. <laughs> so Greg had two songs and I encouraged him to sing, but one of the songs he only had had the lyrics. And I just came up with the lines right there in the studio <laughs> recording and finished the lyrics for the last mistake it was, right? I yeah. think. They had some songs, but they were, I mean, naked. Just voice and piano or just acoustic guitar. They were guitar naked, like Michael likes yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no matter how much, no matter how much you ask, I am not giving you my... Uh, only fans um, are screaming. <laughs> okay, we have to pay, right? Whatever. The thing that's really interesting to me about the Here We Are record, listening to it and, and finding out about how it was put together, is it it makes a lot of sense because it is probably the less like the least rhythmically driven Cynics album. I would say it's a lot more singer songwriter feeling and not so much like right. rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. And, 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 hey, Brian, you know, in WYEP, their singer songwriter radio station, they, they didn't see any songwriting on it. Well, they're a bunch hearing. of fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, we can say that. I mean, Jesse's cool, but fuck the rest of them, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of. I, I I'm not getting it at all. There's a lot of musicians from Pittsburgh that should be played on it, and it's not. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so, so they get played in other places. But the question that I'm interested in next would be: Okay, so you had these songs that were very singer songwriter focused that you brought to a fucking powerhouse of a rhythm section. And you put together a cool album. 
But then on the next batch of songs, what was it like actually like writing and putting songs together for the first time with Angel and Peebly? Like having this crazy rhythm section behind you. It almost was the same thing again, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> what was the next no. round? Was was the spinning wheel the next record after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we had more of an idea of the songs because Greg had, uh, and I had congealed the songs a little better. But I think we had already rehearsed with the the two uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Spanish boys. Yeah, we did some we pretty much could do that over and over and over again. Well, yeah, yeah. But I would love to listen, guys. <laughs> I would really love if the whole fucking band was here at the warehouse and we were playing riffs four four times a week and really ripping shit up to yeah to make an angry rapper. We're not moving to the warehouse, Greg. Nah, ain't gonna happen. Huh? We're not all moving ah. to the warehouse. No. But we're locked <laughs> out. We can't even get out of our fucking house. <laughs> well, uh, uh, in, what, answer, what? In, in answer to your question, yeah. we had a lot more co- cohesion together for a spinning wheel, and we pretty much recorded the whole thing live at Jim yeah. Diamond's ghetto recorders before it was ripped down. We were one of the, the last uh, records of that year to be recorded there. And we did it really quick because that's Jim Diamond's yeah. play and just do it live, mic it, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It was painless. So it was a lot more uh, joy. I have to say, Jim Diamond, he Two really, days. We, we spent, what, five hours getting there. And I called him. I said, Jim, I'm on my way. I'll be there in three to five hours, depending on the traffic and how fast I was going. And I, we get there and... and and I had nothing set up, if you remember, Pimpley. And I'm like, I'm a little <laughs> yeah. pissed off. I'm like, fuck, you had five hours to set the gear up. And I go, okay. So I, I sucked in my my stress. And I said, where's the coffee? He goes, oh, top left hand thing. I made coffee. By the time it perked and I poured my first cup, I turned around and had everything set up. He goes, you thought I'm <laughs> fucking around. And I'm like, he got me. He works that fast. Yeah. It, it was about two and a half hours. Yeah. People were done with the basic. Yeah. And you go, he give me the keys to the van. And you left. <laughs> yeah. It worked so cool. Cause I remember like, he, hey, let me see what you can use. Eh? This, this, and this. And he set up like a Frankenstein ram kit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blue, yellow. And, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. Hey, Peebly, the one thing he did tell me, he had a session with those timpanis in the back room where Michael had the vocal booth, and he found a whole bunch of silver Cuervo empty bottles stuffed inside the kettle drums. I wonder where they came from. <laughs> I don't know. Michael said he was on the same bottle. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were using the, the, the glass for ballast. Yeah. The drum would roll over. Uh, I didn't find out about it until about a year later, though. Neither did he. Because <laughs> you can't believe it, man. He stuffed a couple of Jose Cuervo silver bottles in the kettle drops. Uh, <laughs> but when, when it comes to Brian's, to Brian's initial uh, question, I will say that recording, I mean, the rehearsing to prepare the, the, the LP was, was more, much more natural. And here we are. I mean, here we are was like a wrecking crew thing. Like we used to listen to. Yeah, we didn't know. Well, we didn't know. We did an arrangement. Yeah. Let's record it. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah. But uh, Spinning Wheel Motel was like a real band because we back then we were playing for three years together. Yeah. So yeah. we knew the song. We got the rock and roll. And then we rehearsed for five days. 
doing the the, 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 the arrangements, trying different things, and then we we recorded in like three days. I mean, the basic tracks and the vocals and the harmonies, everything. Yeah, I, I think it we was time to go. We had time to go to Motown to buy records. To see. <laughs> we were sightseeing the. the we went to Motown. City. Yeah. Car City was still there, right? We was records. Yeah, we, 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 we did there? go. We went to Car City Records. Yeah, that was still open. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but two funny notes. Uh, first of all, only the band will get this. So I remember going across the street every day to get the shawarma. Oh yeah, those yeah. uh, <laughs> were really good. And number two, uh, Angel and Pibs were talking about going record shopping. One day they took the van and they disappeared, and they were supposed to be back in a few hours. And like five <laughs> hours later, they're like, "Oh, surely some, surely somebody has killed them by this time. They're not coming back. There's probably the van is probably riddled with bullet holes, and they're not coming back. But they came back yeah. with a lot of booty." And by that, I mean, yeah. yeah, and we went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wonder that didn't fucking kill you. Fuck the <laughs> gangs or the bullets. That didn't kill you. Bulletproof. Philly wow. always says that it was the worst meal he's ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the white like, tower with the power. That, that, that boat. White Castle. Bibli, and the white Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, yeah, White Castle. Oh, oh, White Tower. Oh. I, I couldn't have that, that burger. It was, I couldn't. Yeah, I told him. I told you guys you were going to get sick, and you did. Everybody oh. had cramps. Yeah. In Kentucky Fried Chicken, it's like, I don't know, one kilo of, of salt. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, as far as um, Kentucky Fried Chicken, even way before the uh, Corona lockdown, Kentucky Fried Chicken, pretty much in every city, even here, they would have a big plexiglass yeah. thing, you know what I mean? A big plastic thing at the counter when you yeah, were. Yeah. And it wasn't to protect uh, from the bullets in Detroit. It was to protect from the customer's projectile vomiting. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can tell that, yes. Uh, so, yeah, but, so, how about the KFC? So hashtag <laughs> I prefer to eat a dog's cock. Yeah, you know, um, uh, one word for chicken, one word for chicken is cock. So they should just call KFC Kentucky Fried Cock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the spinning wheel motel, you put that out. That was 2011, I guess, when that came out. Mm -hmm. It was like right I before. Think 10, so. yeah, 10 or 11. It was like Maybe right, 11. It was right before it I started working. It was like right before I started working at Get Hip that came out because it was like kind of new at the time. Um, and now I've I've been working at Get Hip for a, a while. It's Hi. been that long it's time. Me. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, it's been it's been a surprising amount of time already. But, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but since that time, there has not been a new Cynics release. Well, uh, you're instigating that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're a little lazy. I've been pushing for it. So, yeah. My next. Yeah, so, that's Brian, it. the idea was to, um, it was supposed to have a tour here in May. 
And uh, and again, rehearse a little bit more because in January I was supposed to rehearse and yeah. they did uh, these songs. So after this tour in May, we were supposed to have Pibli and Angel come back to Pittsburgh in August and do a quick tour. And that plan, still happen. Uh, I was planning a recording with Pete in Yastan. Yeah. Of course, that I don't think is going to happen now in August. Yeah, well, I mean, we can still happen. give it a try. Not, not yet. Barbara. But it will happen in the future. Barbara. Yeah. That's going to be this year. My I mean, goal is to do it this year. I think yeah, the other two albums, they're ready. And I know it. It will happen. Everything we need is just to rehearse a few days during in, 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 in the middle of a tour. That's it. I mean, we have our ideas. We, we can do it. I mean, we. It's, I will it's see. Maybe no, nobody wants to travel to the U.S. in uh, this summer, so maybe we can find cheap tickets the end of August. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we got we might have a tour. Um, in I'll, the I'll put all now. the staple Wait. papers aside for you. <laughs> staple blues. <laughs> staple got blues. Staple priest of blues. Staple man blues. Yeah, Barbara. Yeah, well, we have the um, supposedly we have the dates that were supposed to happen in May. The festivals moved to last weekend in August. We'll see. If it happens, we'll go, and then we can rehearse in Pichon for a couple of days. And then mm -hmm. we have uh, a festival in Berlin, September 5th. And they tell me that that's happening. I'm like, okay, if you say so. I don't know. I find that hard to believe the way things are going. Mm -hmm. But, hey, keep optimistic. You know? Absolutely. If it happens, great. If not, well. I, I, think, it, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Well, I'm, like, um, I'm curious towards that. I think. In, in, I don't in, know what to say, but I think. In Spain, in Spain, it's getting really, really better. I mean, the situation and the figures, yeah. the cases, everything. Are there so, less death angel or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 going down. It's going really down. Actually, today was the first day that kids are allowed to go outside. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I saw that. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. And then yeah, Saturday. So I'm allowed to go outside and exercise or yeah. walk for one hour in the street. Woohoo! <laughs> so, so, so it's 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 getting better. I mean, festivals and that sort of stuff are going to Ain't be gonna that's going to be slow, slower. Ain't gonna happen unless we they give us uh, everybody goes to the festival or like any big show. Would you wear those white suits that the <laughs> You know, the doctors wear with a whole mask and thing. So when you go to the festival, you just buy that with your ticket. You need to buy the whole thing and, you know, that's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that it. in Germany especially, the, that's, I mean, the festival will be probably going on. I don't know in Spain, but in, I mean, in Germany, they, they seem to have this situation. Yeah. I don't know, but Germany, oh, Scandinavia. I mean, those countries, yeah. I mean, they, no I, problem, I yeah. yeah, they're opening up more now. Yeah, they're starting to open up. Uh, I was listening really? to the news. In Germany, it's kind of like going back to normal. Look, what are you drinking? DBR. Look, the, look, the bottom line is there's nothing. That that the bottom line is there's nothing we can do about it. I think yeah, it's exactly. way too early to buy green bananas. And but why it's I think it's too early to cancel stuff too because something like a festival takes a long time to plan, but it can still be canceled 
you know, if it needs to be canceled. So I say it's not in our hands. Let's not say we're going to do it. Enough, exactly. Let's just see what happens. And for God's sakes, we're not scheduling it. Let the promoters schedule it if they want, and we'll do it if we can, you know, whatever. Or, or if Certainly. we can't, you know, it doesn't matter. There's yeah. nothing we can do. It's out of our hands. Amen. Now, Barbara, Brian. Yeah, we'll see. Brian. Brian, you there? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. You see, you see, you see what I have to put up with? I mean, listen, Greg, go ahead. I have to put up with yeah. it too because. Uh -huh. if, oh, I know. Yeah. Because if I wasn't in this chat, I'd be getting the whole play by play tomorrow, regardless. Oh, I know. Oh. Uh. So. It is. Yeah, it will be tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday. But, uh, Barbara, whenever you uh, cut in before talking about trying to, you know, help facilitate the new Cynics record, that was actually a perfect segue because I wanted to talk about how the band has remained active and like your role in helping keep the band active over the past decade. And what it's like trying well, to, what it's like trying to keep a band active, a band of people that you know they're not getting any younger, and they live in different countries, and they, everybody has other shit to be doing, but you're still pulling it together. Oh, uh, it's you very can. simple. When I get offers, I put a plan together. If I feel that the plan is good, I ask Pibli and Angel mainly because Pibli has other gigs and Angel has a job. Michael and Greg, I know that they're pretty much open. And I ask them, it's like, hey, are you open? And if they are, I just book the stuff and I tell Greg and Michael, hey, we got this going on. And they're like, okay. And mainly I only, I don't, I don't seek things when somebody offers me something. If it's good, I negotiate it. And if it's happening, I book a tour around a festival. And I go by instinct, you know, whatever I think is good. But basically, I plan it before telling them. Because if I tell Greg and Michael, oh, we had this over, like, oh, no, no, no. You can't do that. That's impossible. That's the, the plan is already made. They're like, okay. That's the thing. It's very, very difficult for her because sometimes she'll like keep telling offers for and offers and offers, and I'll say no for like two years, which happened recently. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, <laughs> like Larry David. Nah, nah. <laughs> Let's take another year off. Well, the thing is that you know that if I agree to something, it's because I already thought about it and uh, and I uh, I weigh the pros and cons. So by the time I will offer it to you, it's like it's already a, a thought plan. Um, so I guess. This question's for. <laughs> Angel and Peebly, and I guess I guess I mean it could be for everybody, but I'm more curious about the two of them because you know you grew up in you know playing shows through Spain, right? Like you weren't in America. Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you may have played some shows over here. I'm not sure if your band's toured, but you grew up in Spain, and I'm curious, like whenever you were first coming to America to play shows, whether it was with the Cynics or maybe another band. Were there any differences that you felt were like really dramatic from Spain to playing shows in America? No people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's big. <laughs> what? They're playing to five people in Pittsburgh? Holy moly. 
Let's go home. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. <laughs> but I let them talk. I don't know. Maybe it's it's funny because this this question was made by Heather and Dan for the documentary. And I think that I was, what I said was that, I mean, in terms of reaction, I, I think, I wouldn't say there are any dramatic differences. I mean, there are good audiences in Spain and good audiences in the States. And I think it's, it's, an important point is that actually people understand what Michael is singing. I mean, there's not the, the same front language uh, barrier that is in Spain, for example. So maybe people in Spain uh, focus more about Michael's attitude and the music and the sound. Instead of, instead, and the sound, exactly. Yeah, the, the show. Of, the, of, the, of the lyrics. <laughs> but I think it's better. I think the same in the US. I don't think people care about the lyrics. They just go to like go <laughs> wild. The ones that go to the well, city. And, uh, and there's another point that I said for the documentary is that in a way I really think that we are much we are much more appreciated in, in the States than in Spain, oddly enough. Because most of the people in Spain or Maybe a lot of people in Spain think that we play with the cynics just only in Spain. So uh, <coughs> they, they, they tend to see us more like, like session musicians. Mm. And I think that what people in the States see is more like a whole band. They don't mind. Okay, these people are from Spain and these guys are from the States. So that's perfect. That's a band. Okay, that, that's, oh, yeah, that's and also because they had, um, they had a history in Spain yeah. and it's, uh, it's always like Greg and Michael and, you know, <laughs> and yeah, me. people right. consider me like I'm just a Spanish girl too and you guys are Spanish yeah. and they are, you know, the guys. Well, yeah, in the U.S. is seeing us the whole band. Exactly. You know, not just but, I, 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 but anyway, I think that's changing uh, uh, too because, I mean, we've been playing with them a lot of years now. It's I think it's thirteen years now. Yeah, so and I don't know. It's used to see Andrew. And yeah. also, let me intercept here for a second mm -hmm. because okay. reading all the reviews, especially from last year, there's a huge emphasis in the reviews on the rhythm section and on Greg. You know, it's always like Michael's always being the but but now. They're appreciating yeah. the yeah. value yeah. of the rhythm section mm -hmm. individually or Greg's guitar playing individually and then Michael's performance. So everything is bringing, you know, just getting to the same level of appreciation for the whole thing. Mm. And that is everything together that makes the band what it is right now. And that makes I don't know, people. You're and that, I may. I may. If I may, I think that <laughs> viewers are correct. And the reason for that is because I believe uh, the band at this point is the best that it's ever been. I think that's why. I, I, I agree on that. I agree on that. That and also because. They're finally recognizing that we're a team. You know. Yeah, and also I think it's because um, there's a lot of really popular bands, especially in Spain right now. I don't want to name names, but um, bands are really popular, but they're musically very mediocre. 
but they're entertaining, entertaining. And the music critics appreciate a band that is the the whole band yeah. is like the level of performance and the quality is so high. As opposed to the popular stuff right now, that is honestly, it's just like bores me to death. But um, there is, there is a thing. There is a a difference that surprised me when I went to the states for the first time about the shows, and it's like in Spain. Like always, um, the venues or the promoters, they always pay the accommodation or dinner for, for the bands. In America, you never get that. You shit for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You always have to pay. And I, I didn't expect that. It was like, whoop. Yeah. Big surprise. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and you know, it's like the Wild West. You get your money, do what you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I well, how about the one show in New Orleans at the uh, Saturn Club when we played for the Ugly Beats, really? And it turned out to be a brawl. And I looked at the ledger when we got audited, Barbara, and that was the night we made $5. We had the van side swiped, the murder across the street, almost had a bar fight, and we netted $5 that night. Yep. In New Orleans, after Katrina, of course. Mm -hmm. but it was $5. And we paid for the hotel, too. I yeah, we, we got a hotel. Yeah. And uh, we did get a flight back. But they weren't there, Greg. That was uh, with uh, Ugly Beats Rhythm Section. Right, right, right. Yeah, people in Angel missed that. But that was a good slap in the fest. Five dollars. Yeah. Okay, yeah, five bucks. And then I have to pay for <laughs> flights back to Pittsburgh, the hotel. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. Good business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was memorable. Uh, but Angel, I, Angel. I, never forget it. I... Brian probably would like to know your first impression when we went to Jim Diamond's to record and uh, you and Peebly saw Detroit Inner City for the first time. What did you think? Yeah, I've loved it. <laughs> I, I was uh, even in shock. I was in shock. Yeah, because I've always been a great fan of this kind of uh, dystopian science fiction where the future is like there will be a worldwide pandemia and we have to stay at home. Things well, like now we're living it. Yeah, yeah we're living it. Yeah. <laughs> to, to me, it was so, like my neighborhood so I, in the I, 80s. I, I, but so I, was, I, I was aware that Detroit was in uh, almost complete decadence uh, yeah. at the time. So, uh, and I found a very, very interesting website um where they showed all these aficionados they made these pictures of they used to get into the destroyed buildings the ruins and take pictures of the inside and, right. and I, I was obsessed for a while like for months before going to detroit like this is going to be fucking great to see all this decadence well, you, you saw, yeah, yeah you, it, it was it, probably it was. Work. You, yeah he so told me that hey, let's go he told me that he told me that. yeah and you know yeah. what uh my impression was that even back when it was a economical um, flourishing city, yeah. it, 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 I think my impression was that it used to look like a little bit gloomy 
because of the yeah. architecture. This kind of neoclassic architecture, skyscrapers from the 20s. I found it like even probably in the 60s where Motown and the, and the General Motors and everything, that city will probably have this dark side. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Angel, you're exactly right. And I know your obsession also with Chernobyl. And Detroit <laughs> was, um, especially when we went there, was like the um, epitome of um, post-industrial decay. And I remember when we were loading our shit in the elevator to take it up to the studio, and we saw these big uh, Detroit-sized rats, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that rat wants to crawl in the fucking guitar case. But he no wanted to go to the abandoned buildings. Hey, hey let's go there. <laughs> I, just, just I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I always remember... After all the, ses the the recording sessions, we used to hang out at a, a club right in front across the street. Yeah, and I like one that night, club. I, one, one night, I went to Greg and I said, "Hey, Greg, uh, what do you think if we take if we if we take the van and we walk around, we drive around uh, the city to see the the the, 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 the decay and the, the skyscrapers?" And Greg told me. I'm not doing that. I don't know my way around. No, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't always right remember now. that. I don't know my way around. And, okay. I but that jazz club I, is beautiful. Back, back in the mid-90s, Greg and I used to drive to Detroit a lot. And then one time, I can't remember where we were going, from Car City to somewhere else. It, we did get lost in a bad neighborhood. And it was like blocks and blocks with all these fires in the front of buildings and inside buildings. And we're like, yeah. oh, we're screwed. And this was before cell phones. So we had to stop somewhere to call up and and ask <laughs> the people we were going, like how to get there. And and it was pretty scary, if I recall. We were shocking. Yeah, yeah I think crazy. Detroit crazy. downtown is pretty, it's pretty scary. I mean, um, it the last time we went there, it was five years ago. And I must say that you could feel that it's it's getting better. I mean, the probably they, it is. They, it is. built a lot of new buildings, construction. You could feel that the, the city was is, is coming back. But, uh, but after this pandemic, yeah, uh, I don't know. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, this you're is right. Gonna bring, uh, cities like that is going to bring him back down to yeah. to it's almost where down. they were. This is definitely affect any any city that started going into progress. Not Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is already above, like way above that. So Pittsburgh yeah. will be all right. But any place that was sort of in in that transition, I did think Detroit because I talked to a, a couple of friends of mine uh, in Detroit, Amy from the Gorgon Girls, and that. And yeah, I think it's just gonna basically keep them keep them down still. Which is kind of sad. I don't know about that. I'm not a real estate investor, but I found the places that are economically depressed that have really low real estate prices, which Detroit especially has now, people that uh, because they have so much money because of his Bernie system, economic inequality, they're buying up that property and pretty soon it will become gentrified. Just like every neighborhood that goes downhill, then people buy, rich people start buying the property, they kick the poor people out and they build yeah, like they condos there. And that can happen in Detroit, just like it's happening they in Wall Street. They have to have reasons to go to the city in the first place. And without the industry and without the economy, the industry ain't going to happen. And like I said, without baseball. 
But in Peace Corps, that business was already has been developed for many years. You know, you got your PMC and you got Google and stuff. No, and I'm happy about that. I'm actually not. I, I don't like I like Peace Corps better the way I knew it, sort of. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? Are you drinking whiskey? I agree with Michael. It would probably happen, the gentrification of cities like Detroit. But yeah, I agree with Barbara too that it will be a slowdown. That process, that whole process will be slower. The unemployment that yeah. the pandemic has created is Great Depression numbers. It's like the Great Depression numbers. Or worse. Because there's a lot more people. So yeah, no, I don't see that. I've I've around okay. Let's 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 not turn this into CNN. I have a roundtable question for everyone, and let's go around the let's go around the horn. Wait, let's go around the horn, starting with Brian, then to Greg, then to Heather, and to the and Helen Pibla, and then to Barbara. Who all is um, who all is self isolating alone by themselves, not as a couple, just as one person isolating? Brian, no, I I, I live with my girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so have, okay. So I have one for you then. <laughs> okay. Okay. How do you get rid of unwanted pubic hairs? Oh. You just <laughs> shave them to begin with. You don't let them become a thing. The correct answer is spit. S P I T. Spit. <laughs> but I never have to deal with them. Okay, oh, I'll think okay. about now that I on the way it. home too. Yeah, now don't it. shave it. You'll be like aliens or uh, uh, prepubescent people. Come on, don't do that. So that was a wrong don't tell question. me how to live well, my I'm, life. I'm alone. I'm, okay, I'm alone. round the horn. Greg, 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 are you isolating alone? We know you have Boris there. I have Boris and Maybe. India. You're isolating. Okay, so you have two cats and you alone. Yeah. Okay. I'm right. fine with There's that. There's a lot of hair. Between the yeah, three right of them, now, a lot of fuzz, a lot of fur everywhere. Oh, I'm yeah. not even gonna. I'm not we even fuzzy gonna. people. Whoosh. I'm afraid we're gonna find out when I get there. <laughs> I'm not even there's gonna. Records do this. everywhere. How, hey, people, there's records all over the dining room. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a warehouse. <laughs> I'm not even gonna do the one about how you get rid of pussy hair. Okay, so Heather, Heather, and Dan, uh, you guys are self isolating by yourself, two, the two of you, right? Yeah, we're here. Dan's over there working on his computer. I have a dog and my uh, dog, five cats. They my got what? Four cats. Four cats. Four cats. So lots of hair there. And how are you alone or? Um, well, you go no. to work, so you're there with your father. Are you with your girlfriend watching Netflix? No, I'm, with, I'm with my girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, you are there on the hill there, Angel? On the hill where the you open the no, window? No, no, not anymore. Oh, no, so you don't have that apartment? No, no, I'm not rid of it. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Shit. I like yeah, that. He's in my hill. He's in the suburbs. very close to where I'm very close to the land that I'm getting, uh, where I'm building a house in. They're not, not very far. You know, you know, Greg. Tijon is gentrified too. Tijon is fucking gentrified too. So that apartment was incredibly expensive. What and happened? So living in the suburbs, really? uh, it's it's much what? cheaper. You got a bigger uh -huh. house, better house, and I live like five minutes driving to to the work. Right. You can even bike or something. So the land that I want to get, they have like a bike trail to Tijon. 
It was like a five minute bike. It's just what I want. I want to have a bike trail and. Yeah, <laughs> I am back. I don't know what you're doing. Okay, around the horn and around the horn. And around the Barbara, Barbara, we know you have been isolated totally by yourself, locked up like Rapunzel. You're locked up in like Rapunzel in this uh, haunted apartment that uh, your your parents uh, both lived in uh, pretty much a lot of your life. So we know you have been completely alone, not even allowed to go out on the street without ID. Um, So you're isolating alone in, in Madrid. <clears throat> what about people? I go out for grocery shopping, so I go grocery shopping yeah, once too. a day. I buy too much stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People usually goes out to his mother's every Thursday to pick up croquetas. <laughs> Is that true? No, I can't. But I tell you, I go out every day now. Fuck you. Yes, and that brings us back to uh, Pibs. So, are you uh, totally alone, or what did what did Greg say? You're with your, your mom, or? No, 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 alone. Ah, I like that. 100% yeah. isolated. Let's have no a cat, no dog, no man, no nothing. Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, you got Rosie and her five friends. Oh, <laughs> I can. Hey, what is it? Rosie Palm and her five friends. I can right? tell you. I can oh. tell you. Look, this muscle. Just <laughs> <laughs> right, just right here. <laughs> well, you know what? He he can play drums, so he got to practice. He doesn't want to uh, lose his experience with the drums, so he has got to practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because holding his dick is like holding a drumstick. Ah! <laughs> oh God! So, uh, with all that being said, I was curious about what anyone was doing if anything to keep their musical chops up while in quarantine hopefully peebly you have a, a better way to keep your uh rhythm game strong than what michael is suggesting <laughs> but, uh, no that's possible but, but are you able not, to, not really okay so you, not you're really. not able to play at your house right now no 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 i don't even have the real drum, drumsticks yeah <laughs> What about you? <laughs> what about you, Angel? Are you uh, able to play at all at home? Yeah, I wrote my uh, right at the the moment when when we knew there there was going to be a lockdown. I wrote um, my guitar, the electric guitar, because I normally I don't have it here. So I'm tr- I started to practice it. Actually, <laughs> my my you know like like searching YouTube tutorials about scales and guitar shit. And it's funny. I think I've improved a little bit thanks to this crisis. What about you, Michael? Well, people told me that he's writing songs too. He's working yeah. on uh, yeah. some writing. Uh, 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 yeah. Mine is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine is very similar. Uh, I am uh, t- taking the time to try to relearn how to play the piano. I'm like, here's yeah. a seventh minor, here's an eighth minor. And not yeah. even trying to write anything, just feeling the keys under my fingers and listening to the sound, I find very uh, calming, like a very calming thing. Last night, the power went off for a couple hours. There were big transformer explosions, like boom, 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 <laughs> it looked like lightning. So there was no power, no internet, no porn, no TV, no Netflix for like two hours. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And then I discovered, wait, I actually have candles in this house. I used to light them all the time. So yeah. I put a couple candles on top of the piano, and it's amazing 
just have two candles can light up a whole room. And I just sat yeah. there for a couple hours, just randomly hitting chords on the piano. And before I knew it, I was like, oh, the power came back on. I hope the fucking computer doesn't blow up. Because <laughs> I need to jack off again. <laughs> I, would, I would love to be the fly on the wall watching yeah, watch, watching, a, watching a Michael and Candlelight just playing piano. Thank you. Like, I, like I said, I am not going to give you my... Uh, only fans uh, sign up, but here I will give you a tip. Though I will give you a tip during the coronavirus, if you're going to masturbate at home, I'm going to give you a tip, kids. <laughs> Use a condom because you know what? No, because you know what? It makes it last longer. It's a different kind of feeling, and also the cleanup is much easier, and you won't have to uh, wash your sweatpants as often. <laughs> Look, kids. <laughs> Even when you're masturbating at home during the quarantine, use a condom <laughs> for easy cleanup. <laughs> Not I need it. I need, I need I, I, the, I, I, my out of date. I need. I need. Some. I do want to state for the record that while <laughs> neither of them are responsible for the comments that are being shared right now, I am fortunate <laughs> enough in my adult life, my young adult life, to be. Employed by two people where I can have a chat about masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) Not many people not many people can have this sort of conversation with their bosses. Although I don't really feel like either of you are my bosses. To be don't take that the wrong way. I just feel like we're we're all good friends. It's okay. No, we're 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 pals. We're colleagues. That's the way I see it. I I consider you a uh, uh, very intelligent person to consider you to be my employee or, or you know, or, or my assistant or anything. I feel like we're on the same level. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Hey, um, um, uh, may I, I feel that about everybody. I boss the, other, the, the whole, the rest of the group here around, but that's because if I didn't, we know, we all know that nothing will get done. So we all agree that I say something and it goes. But I still think we're on the same level. Nobody's above anybody. Yeah. Oh, but wait. Greg's being awfully quiet here, over there. Greg, me and Greg are above everybody. <laughs> and well, sometimes you are twice. You know, <laughs> Brian, you know, sometimes. You're a little you taller. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, Michael. Yeah, you're a couple feet taller than that. me. Um, hey, Brian, one question. Yeah. Uh, is, your, uh, is your podcast uh, rated E for explicit? It, yeah, it's, 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 not, okay. it's not clean by any yeah. means. Yeah, no. Uh, second of all, is it available where everyone can get their podcasts? Oh. I, Apple, Spotify, uh, all your po- podcast blog platforms? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. This is the real thing. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's above all of those two. I know that. Well, I, I think I if anybody's watching this right now, they know where to find it because they've already found it because they're already here. Oh, oh, oh. No, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be, <laughs> but it's going to be archived, right? Yes, so we of can course. Available wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. More than ever. Yeah. We're all in yeah. this together. Yes. <laughs> we certainly are. And I, I, I do hope that. Things get back to normal sooner than later, but much like has been discussed already, we have no idea. There's really no way to know. And I think 
mentally the best thing when, to do. When, what, how? Yeah, yeah. Mentally, what the new normal is going to be? Yeah, I think mentally the best thing to do is just to not get your hopes up and just try to work uh, with what yeah, you got I, in I the agree. moment. Bye. I mean, day it's, by day, drink by drink. I have a I have a calendar that I keep that's specifically for events. And once all this stuff went down, I didn't look at it for a month. And I finally just looked at it yesterday and just realizing how much stuff got canceled and moved. It was like probably like a couple dozen of things that I just didn't do. I was like, wow, that's completely crazy that I was doing this much stuff all the time. Cause I'm doing barely yeah. anything now. And it feels so weird. I was, I you just you. rearranged it though, Brian. You're probably still as busy, but you're no. You it's different. The- I was like, I'm busy, but on my own yeah. schedule. Like today, exactly. honestly, yeah. having something that I had to do at a certain time stressed me out because it's been weeks since I had to do anything at a certain time. It was, it was a different <laughs> yeah. feeling. That you that is okay though. My yoga class. Yeah. Let me say something. That's what I'm doing. My yoga class every day at the same time because it's. At the beginning, it was stressing me out, same thing. But now I know it's like at 6 p.m. every day, I got my yoga class and I build my day. And and it just keeps helps me keep the structure and also do something that I have to be prepared for. So, so yeah, I think without that, I'm like, that's the only thing that I do that is different. Every day, I cook myself something different to eat. And the yoga routine is different every day. Those are the only two things I can control that I can make different. The rest of the day is a fucking same every day for 45 days now. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me crazy. <laughs> we have to get Angel and Pibs here, but if I just might say that uh, for me, every time I see something on my calendar that's canceled, I'm like, oh, that's fucking great. Another thing canceled. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Wait, the dentist is closed. I don't have to go to the dentist. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I agree with Brian. I understand that feeling. It's exactly that. When now you look back at and you realize how stressful life we live in the modern world. So in a way. This pandemia, this lockdown is good to realize that you can be good on your own as well, be more quiet, but that doesn't mean that you can still be doing things. And for example, myself, I I, I don't have enough free time at home, even with this lockdown. I'm always doing, you know, trying the guitar, reading a lot, watching movies. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, but, but I, yeah, I understand. I, 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 I now I look right. back like we, we, we were supposed to be making this tour and playing with this and playing with that and going to and this holidays and everything. Uh, so, yeah, you realize how, how busy we are normally, but mm-hmm. but you are you're not here and you're missing Badama's pizza. I, I know, I know, and, I, and I'm envious, I envy you. What was it? Hundred dollars. Send me pizza. Send me pizza. Angel, you can start making yeah. pizza from scratch. Yeah, home. yeah. No, we 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 take we have pizza twice a week, and sometimes we because you know like they're still serving uh, food, takeaway food. Uh, they had the delivery. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So, so we, we there. There's a good Italian place 
here are the, there are a couple from Italy and they they never close they Barbara we could call ones Barbara yeah. you you know I love ten says delivering food <laughs> ah garlic yeah. chicken <laughs> garlic chicken yeah they are delivering yeah well I live in the Italian um, the part of Madrid there's a lot of Italian shops so yeah I had the uh, fresh pasta carbonara today I buy raviolis and you can buy um the things to make pizza so so yeah I can buy all kinds of like good Italian food every day they're open all day long too so yeah. and a lot of markets you can find any anything anything that you want yeah, yeah I, agree with, I, I, I agree with Greg that there's nothing like Baramos and Betos. Um, I mean, <laughs> you can't find, can find yeah. that in Europe. Baramos pizza. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I might have missed it, but was uh, P. Blake going to say something about everything being canceled? Because he, his whole livelihood is pretty much playing yeah. and being a musician. So he doesn't have another mm -hmm. job like all the other of us have. Well, some of us. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering how Pimlet yeah. feels about everything uh, being canceled. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I'm fine. No problem. He's not the only one. Yeah. Well, the difference, um, what I'm looking from seeing some people around here, some things in the news about the entertainment business, at least we have a roof over our heads and food. Some people can't even afford that. They're like getting yeah. like, uh, kicked out because they can pay. I have the money, Dave. Right, and then and then you have food, and so we are privileged in that sense. To Barbara's so point, people are. To Barbara's point, what about the homeless? What about all these kids locked up in cages at these migrant camps? What about the people in jail that are trapped in a Corona um, a Petri dish? Yeah, I think we're pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. We are. Oh, yeah. Yes, For yes. a few more months. Yeah, <laughs> I don't complain. No, no, no. It doesn't no. go out of my mind, but, you know, just being alone all the time, in this case. But the same thing, I mean, the day goes fast. I'm, I'm busy all day yeah. long. I just, you know, I drank some Clorox this morning just as a preventive maintenance when I left the house. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I, like to, I like to mix my Clorox with some Imodium and Pepto. Uh, and I sprayed my whole body with Lysol just as a, you know. A <laughs> and some Weigel whiskey. You, you oh too. Oh, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, the wheat whiskey. It's not safe if you're um um, um uh, what's it called wheat intolerant. But I gotta ask it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But it's good for you. It's like um whole grain bread. <laughs> no, but um. And just yeah, thinking, uh, are we done yet? On that. But you, uh, no joke here, but I think you're already um. In hell or or uh, in, did enough intake of Lysol and Clorox back in your coke days? <laughs> so, oh <laughs> yeah! <laughs> hey 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 hey! And baking soda. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It all worked out. <laughs> that's probably why Sorry. I never got it yet. Oh, geez. Hey, look, um, uh, I know Angel has a hard out. That's what Brian knew about that, but... <laughs> I know Angel has a hard out because he's like Cinderella. He's going to turn into pumpkin at midnight. <laughs> but, uh, Brian, 
Brian, do you have any uh, pressing questions that you didn't get to? You have like a card like David Letterman. Uh, I had no, I had absolutely no plan going into this because I knew even if I had a structure, it was going to go off the rails. <laughs> Forget so I about even, it. I didn't even bother <laughs> trying. I just didn't even. It's bother. like walking in the front door. Get hit, Brian. Yeah, no. Come I, in with a plan and throws a plan out. No, I, I've been I've been doing this show long enough to know that anytime you have more than one other person in the room. It's a disaster and having seven people on a <laughs> online chat. But so I was just gonna let you roll with it and I was gonna chime in. But I do hope that whenever things are less chaotic, we can do this in person because I do have some real questions to yeah. ask you at some point in time. Everyone's too lonely and distracted to really have a, a focused conversation right now. Uh, we're still trying to interview michael for our documentary i'm i'm very sad to say brian that uh even in person it's going to be just as bad no but i can (laughs) maybe even even worse yeah it might come to physical blows i can i i I feel like i can control the situation in person a lot better when i'm not dealing with internet latency Yeah. yeah Yeah, you, yeah. You, you um yeah when you're in person also you um rely more on the on the um the uh, physical language you know and body language I mean yeah and, more natural. and that helps a lot and oh, yeah exactly just, that's the word natural it's more natural yeah. talking to a cell phone now no. it's like yeah <laughs> what that I'm so tired of this. <laughs> With all that with all that being said, I do think that we should probably wrap this up. We've we've hit our hour, so we're definitely good to go in terms uh-huh. of the podcast. And Angel has to go to work. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm hungry. I'm hungry because I didn't have uh, the Me too. Me too. Dinner. I haven't had dinner today yet. <laughs> So, I have some cabrales and jamón waiting for me. Well, nice. I, I want to thank you, Brian. I especially want to thank um, um, uh, Angel for not eating on Zoom because that's yeah, really yeah. annoying. To I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Of course, Daddy, Papa Paz, and Barbara. Thanks to uh, Heather and Dan, and of course, the God of Thunder, the love of my life. Keep, keep choking. <laughs> Uh, on the drumstick, choke it low for a while, choke <laughs> the top, and then jerk in the chicken. <laughs> Cradle the balls. Cradle <laughs> the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I want some pollo frito from Elovetense. Can oh. you ship some to me? Chicken, chicken garlic and liver. Mm. <laughs> nah, not for me. Not for me. Please, Dan and Heather. Dan and Heather, <laughs> say in your life. hi to the raccoons from Raccoon. We heard some the other night. We heard ah. some. Right? <laughs> We're going to record them for you. Yeah, please send it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them knocked. We think one of them knocked the bird feeder off the tree and was eating the bird. David Axelrod. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm gonna do my outro to see. I'm going to do my outro, okay. and then we're wrapping this this motherfucker up, all right? You better do it. <laughs> and Thank that you, is Brian. all, folks. Thank you, Brian.
Thanks so much for listening. Bye, we'll see you, homie. Great. Thank you, Brian. Michael, Angel, Peebly, Barbara, Heather, Dan, the Cynics and Company. <laughs> so good to see everybody. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020. Woo, woo. Thanks for listening. And everyone out there, take care of yourselves. All right. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Goodbye, Bye, everybody. everybody. Hey, Dan. Hey, Adios. Adios a todos. Bye. Bye.